Hi. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, a feel-good story, the way we see Capital Wolverines joining the Stem Cell Registry. We'll talk to the Director of Marketing for the Wolverines. Also, vision-impaired national curling championships happening in Ottawa. We'll talk to Manitoba's coach and skip Norm Lyons about all kinds of things, including different sports that those with impaired vision can play. And finally, the Westman and Bison's men's basketball teams are playing in the playoffs Thursday night. We'll preview that on the podcast. There's a story on our website, and it got a lot of looks on February 2nd. As the uh, members of the Waywasey Capital Wolverines hockey team got to find out their blood type and get swabbed to join the stem cell registry Saturday with Canadian Blood Services. And we are joined by Eric Soir with the Waywasey Capo Wolverines. And uh, good evening, Eric. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no problem. Did you get swabbed? Uh, do you know what? I actually, uh, I didn't. I got a bout of the flu when I was oh, no. uh, on the trip and I was I was down and out a little bit. So uh, this was a, a great story. And what was this like for the team? Well, you know, I think it was a great experience for the team. Um, the uh, the reason why we got involved, um, I think it was just after just after the humble Broncos crash. Uh, Hockey gives blood was doing their thing, and uh, I, I saw what they were doing, and I reached out to them and um, thought it would be a great opportunity for our guys to get involved one way or another, and um, the guys. They loved it. I mean, they, they had a very informative session with uh, the Canadian Blood Services and Hockey Gives Blood. We got to hear the, the story behind the, the little boy we were uh, helping out with, and it was just a really positive experience overall. Yeah, the team got to meet five-year-old Tanner McLeod, an Indigenous boy who needs a stem cell transplant. I imagine this was eye-opening for these teenagers. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, the guys got to learn about how how rare it is um, for you know a, a, the form of anemia that little Tanner has, and how rare it is to find a, a match for someone uh, that needs a stem cell transplant. So uh, very eye opening. Uh, definitely a, a positive experience, like I said. And uh, the guys had a great time meeting Tanner, getting to meet his family, and. Uh, he's such a great little kid. Sideroblastic anemia. He, he was diagnosed when he was six months old. Needs monthly blood transfusions to replenish his uh, red blood cells. And everyone between the ages of 17 and 35, they are welcome to join the stem cell registry. But uh, one thing that was pointed out is that uh, the representatives on this registry that are Indigenous is very low. Only about 1% of registrants are Indigenous. Yeah, it, it is very low, and that's something that they made, uh, you know, quite, quite, uh, you know, obvious to us that it's it's kind of something that needs to be uh, looked at, and it's something that needs to be. Uh, lots of people need to help out with it. So you know, we figured through hockey, uh, it's just a, a positive experience and something great that maybe we can get a lot of people to maybe open eyes that never saw it before, never heard about it, that uh, just takes that one person, uh, and who knows, maybe we could help spread the word to that one person. With Eric Suar, Weiwei Capo, Wolverines Director of Marketing. And Eric, why is it important 
for hockey teams at this level, at all levels, really, to kind of get involved in community initiatives like this? Well, uh, I think it's important because, uh, you know, maybe you wouldn't think about it if you were just, you know, by yourself, not on a team or something. We we like to get the guys involved in in as much things as possible. Um, A lot of things that, you know, will help them in the future, maybe uh, help other people when when they're older and and think about stuff like that. So um, it's just it's just really important to spread the word and uh, try to help as many people as you can with the type of platform that we have as a junior hockey team. So right now in the uh, MJHL season, Weiwei Sikapo is fighting for that final playoff spot. They are six points back of Winkler right now with two games in hand. How would you say the season's gone so far for the Wolverines? Well, it's definitely been a, a great turnaround from where it was the past few seasons. Uh, positive changes both on and off the ice, but on the ice, the team is they're coming together right at the right time. We, we just came off a, a road trip where we split in Winnipeg and Selkirk, and we won three in a row before that. So, uh, no, we're playing the right hockey at the right time here, and we have a few important games coming up here on Thursday and Friday, tomorrow and Friday. We have the OCN Blizzard here in town, and then uh, coming up we have back-to-back games against Winkler. So uh, a lot of important games coming up down the stretch for us as we uh, try to claw our way to that eighth and final playoff spot. What's the travel schedule like for your team? Uh, do you know what? It's, it's not too bad at all, actually. We're kind of situated right in the in the middle of, um, I guess, Steinbach and OCN. So those would be our furthest trips. They're about four hours each way, give or take. So it, it's not too bad at all. And uh, a lot of short trips to places like Nipawa, Dauphin, and Verdon right around us. So uh, I'd say we have a fairly good uh, travel schedule. And what's the atmosphere like at a Weiwei Sikapo game? Well, definitely when the crowds rock and it's a, it's a tough barn to play. And uh, we have some of the most passionate fans definitely in the league. Uh, these people deserve a, a winning team and uh, a great team. And, and that's what we're trying to build both on and off the ice for, for our great fans. We get uh, tremendous support throughout the communities, not only in Weiwei Sikapo, but we're close to so many communities that people don't realize, like Russell and Rossburn, uh, Shoal Lake, Bertle. The list goes on, but definitely the passionate fan base is uh, a great thing to play for and, and something that we love about being here. What does it say about the team that it leads the league in penalty minutes? <laughs> well, some nights it seems like the maybe the refs are out to get us, but then some nights, you know, we kind of maybe we uh we earn that so um it is what it is and uh i'll I'll leave it at that okay fair enough (laughs) all right eric i appreciate you joining me tonight on the cgb sports show and best of luck for the rest of the season yeah thanks for having me can't see can you play sports well the very fact that the manitoba blind sports association exists should answer that question golf swimming archery And curling. Yes, curling. The AMI Vision Impaired Curling Championship on right now in Ottawa. In Manitoba, has a team. And their coach is Norm Lyons, who joins me now from our nation's capital on the CGOB Sports Show. Norm, thanks for joining me. I understand you're not just the coach now, but you're skipping the team too? I just came as the team coach. Um, The first two and a half games I was coaching, 
actually the first three games I was coaching, and the last three games I'm going to be both coaching and skipping. So, and why is that? Well, our skip um, unfortunately ended up. Uh, we're not sure what he's what's what's actually wrong with him. Uh, we had to take him to the hospital last night at midnight. Um, so we're just waiting for um, uh, to find out what's wrong with him. We were hoping to have at least something, uh, some information this afternoon, but so far we've heard nothing. So we're going to go tonight and find out what's going on. Well, let's hope for the best. Yep, absolutely. So the tournament here, how is Manitoba doing? Uh, we are now we're two wins and three losses. We um, we won our first uh, first two games and we've dropped our last three. So we've got one actually we've got one game left against Team Alberta tomorrow morning. Um, I was just checking the standings and the way the standings are going to work out, regardless how if we win or lose tomorrow morning. Uh, we're going to be at the consolation event. And they have. Okay. And when you, I guess, going to this tournament as a coach and then having to get thrown into it as a skip, what was that transition like for you? Well, I've, I've cur- been curling for, fit, to be honest with you, I've been curling for 50 years. I've been, um, the team that I came with, uh, we're curling actually in a Saturday night mixed curling league at the Granite Curling Club. So I've been curling with this team for the last three years, filling in where I have to. And so like t- t- today was a bit, the, I had to get a bit of the rust off. With the two games that we lost today, we only lost by one point in each game. 7-6 to BC and 6-5 to Ontario. Tough. <laughs> Tough losses. It is. Yeah, it is. It was. I mean, but the, the the team is curling really, really well. I'm really proud of them. I mean, they, they're doing a, an awesome job. Now, for those who may not know, I had the uh, the Hamblins on a couple. I think a couple months ago, who uh, operate the Cargill Training Center in Morden, and we talked about blind curling then. But for those who may not know, how is the sport different from what I guess we'd call regular curling? Well, um, in in our case, what we do with with vision impaired curling. Um, and we've actually we've, we've got the okay from our Saturday night mixed league. We have um, five players, five curlers on the ice, which includes a, a coach or a guide. And what he does is he lines us up. Um, Skip calls the game, which we've been doing. I've, as I say, I've been curling 50 years. Um, Bill Horvath, who was who was originally skipping the team, he's been curling for oh. 30 or more years too so we you know there's uh, you know a few of us that do have a, a fair a really fair knowledge of the game as to what to do basically it, it's for for our guys it's it's mechanics you know reminding them you know uh how to properly throw the rock and for us too like vision impaired curlers we do sweeping as well so it's sometimes it's tough to judge line and and call weight and stuff but it's for the most part, it's 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 enjoyable. It's uh, it, it we work. It works out pretty well for us. And there's no fear of tripping over a rock or anything like that. Oh, yeah, we're like anybody else. We've even seen sighted curlers that trip over rocks. Oh yeah, I've done it. Ice. So we're <laughs> yeah. So like you know what? We're not alone. We we just pick ourselves up and carry on. Yeah. So I guess how long have have you been doing vision impaired curling out of that fifty years? 
Well, I um, originally, uh, and I'm going back to 1967, the Winnipeg, what they called the Winnipeg Blind Curling Club. Uh, we used to we started out curling at the at the Deer Lodge Curling Club. We had uh, four teams when I came in. We grew to about eight teams, um, and now we're back down to like uh, three Manitoba Blind Sports who um, fund us and look after us. Um, we're down to now. Believe it or not, we've we've got uh, two two teams. Uh, we do have another championship coming up in March that we're going to be going to with both teams to Camloops, uh, called Western Blind Curling Championships. Those have been going on since uh, 1972. It's really cool that the the Blind Sports Association exists in Manitoba uh, to give people like yourself the opportunity to play sports. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, um, I'm totally for them. They, we've worked hard. I'm, I'm a founding member of, of Manitoba Blind Sports. We've got it started going in 1976, and thank goodness for Sport Manitoba and um, funders, the funders and sponsors out there. Um, we were able to do this. We're still looking for more sponsors and, and funders to give us um, the opportunity to to grow not only the curling the curling program that we that we operate, but also the other programs that Manitoba Blind Sports has been very heavily into. I'm just looking on the website of what programs the Blind Sports Association offers, and I've the one question I have is archery. That seems like a, a dangerous sport to not have full vision in. Can you explain how that works? Um, I can tell you that um, they, the archery program just actually came into being, I believe, about three years ago. And what they do there is, is um, uh, they have the targets set up. I'm, I'm not. I haven't been out to the archery program, but I understand it, it's it's based on on sound that you get lined up. It it's it is, shall we say, carefully um, um, carefully done. Of course. So that so that. Uh, uh, the, the guys that the, the people that participate in it um, do it, and I guess it's, it's they could, they have I guess uh, for the target they have a beeper. As I say, I haven't been there, so I don't know what. My understanding is that there is a beeper, so you shoot for the mm. you know you shoot where the sound is, and and I understand that the guys do really really well at it. From what I've seen from from uh, the photos that our our marketing uh, coordinator sends out to us, so that. It, it's actually quite interesting. It's, I've thought about trying it, but eh, you know, it's <laughs> cur- I've been missed into the curling season, so it's it's hard to do like multi number of sports that that we do. There are we do have some of our members that do um, yoga and they do uh, cross country skiing and they do the multi sports people golf. You know, so yeah, it's and and we do we enjoy it. We do it well and and we. We hope to grow the sports and try and get more participants, more uh, blind and vision impaired people. That's our goal, to try and grow every sport that we um, uh, that we sponsor and that we look after. Well, Norm, I wish you the best of luck in growing the sports and at this uh, the tournament you're playing in now. We'll finish off strong, and hopefully your, uh, your teammate is faring a little bit better. Well, we're, uh, as I say, we, we're going to go check on him tonight, and, and yeah, hopefully he'll be back uh back to stuff by uh before we have to head home so yeah so yeah it's uh and we're having a good time out here and they're, they're looking after us very well so I'm, I'm quite pleased with with the way things are going here now great all right well take care norm thank you very much 
The Duckworth Challenge was claimed by the Winnipeg Westman last week after the basketball team swept the Bisons and the men's volleyball team rallied to win. But if you thought that would be the end of the rivalry for another year, think again. The stakes are infinitely higher Thursday night at the Duckworth Center as the Westman men's basketball team hosts the Bisons in a first-round do-or-die playoff game. The team split their two games last week. Winnipeg won at home, and then the Bisons answered with a win at IGAC. I asked Bisons head coach Kirby Shep if there's any benefit to playing the Westman for the third time in a week. Well, I mean, certainly it enhances the familiarity, right? I mean, uh, you're, I mean, week to week you're always scouting teams as well as you possibly can. Now you're, you know, you have time and, and, and you're, you're done most of your, your kind of high-level scout stuff and now you're kind of scouting the minutia and you already would be anyways in a playoff scenario, but this even enhances it more and I think uh, certainly that familiarity and there, there isn't going to be a whole lot of surprises kind of in, in what each, on either side of it. So um, it, it's really going to depend on, you know, who performs at the right time and who does all those little things well. And in a do-or-die playoff scenario like this we saw last week, both games are really close yeah. games, and it could just be a couple moments that swing it. Yeah, I mean, sure. Certainly at the end of a game, it's going to be small you know, small things that are going to happen and who's going to execute and who's going to kind of be more ready to go. And, and, and I think that, you know, that adds to the fun of it. That's why, that's why sports is fun, and that's why the playoff intensities matter. And, I mean, that's why we do it. I mean, I mean it, most of us aren't going to remember the exhibition game in, in October, right? These, these are the games that we live for and we play for, and uh, that's why they're fun. Any playoff game is important, but the reality of going to Winnipeg and playing your in-city rival, does that add to it at all? Yeah, certainly, and the, and the fact that it hasn't happened, I mean, it, it's one of the things I think we've lost in our that we've gone to Cam West and you know our league has become so big is we get to play all these other teams and that's great and everything but we we don't necessarily get to build those rivalries as much and this is my 10th year here and we've never played Winnipeg in the playoffs um, so it's 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 a pretty cool opportunity to get to do that and uh, certainly as the intensity as it always would. Did losing the Duckworth Challenge hurt? Yeah, I mean, any any time you lose, I mean, certainly to to them, I mean, it, it's going to hurt. Uh, especially so I mean I think losing that game also probably cost us having to host this this uh, playoff game so um, it, it hurts in many ways and but we moved on from it and uh, our singular focus is Thursday so do you like the idea of it being just a one game play-in versus what it used to be the best of three uh, I think when I'm a fan I really like it I think it's awesome I think when you're a coach in this situation you don't really like it uh, it it kind of allows for too much randomness and kind of one-off stuff to happen. But, I mean, sure, if I can take off my my homer cap here for a second, uh, I think any time one-and-done scenarios adds to drama and, and, uh, and intrigue of the moment and makes it more fun. Finally, for the players that are still on the team from your Nationals run a few years back, how much does that experience help you into a one-and-done playoff scenario like this? Yeah, there isn't a lot. Uh, James certainly being one of them, but uh, and Malik Irwin, and uh, certainly that uh, being able to deal with the pressure of the moment, understanding what playoff sports is about. I think that's a big thing for young guys, is they don't understand the, the intensity increase, they don't understand the amount of detail that's needed, uh, the amount of focus that's needed that you can't really waver from possession to possession. I think that's a really key, key lesson that you know. hopefully those guys can take forward from that. And on the Westman side, Baltimore native Sean Tarver has been on the show before and one of the fifth years on that team. It could be his last game. Um, I believe it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. They won one, we won one. So I guess that's how we settled the difference between us. And it's, it's good because it's a cross-town rivalry too. So I, I just 
you know, I, I'm more I'm more up for it because we lost to them and it was in their crosstown rivalry. But I'm also up for it because we lost last year in the first round. And the fact that this could be it for you? Um, it's no pressure, you know. I mean, we all had this day, but I always felt like as long as I just went out there and played my hardest, then it, it didn't even matter to me. About this rivalry, what have you learned about this rivalry in your time since coming here? Um, it's one of our biggest games. Um, most, it's the most time we had a crowd. It's, it's, it's the game that we always up for. We this, this crosstown rivalry is it's good because we don't see a lot of that. There's not a lot of teams around this area besides Brandon, and that's, that's also a rivalry too. So to have them 20 minutes away, that's, that's, that's it's good. It's impressive. What is it about the Bisons that uh, gives you guys some challenges? We see them a lot. Like, whenever we have a tournament, they're in, they're in the tournament. When we go to the store, sometimes we see them there. It's just, it's just we see those guys, so it's a little bit of tension. But it's just, it's just competing. It's just a competitive game, and that's how we carry it. Kind of wish the game would just hurry up and get here? Um, no, we need some prep. <laughs> we need all the prep that we can get. Um, yeah, like a little, a few more practices. I'm glad that it's not Friday, Saturday, but you know, Thursday is a good day for the game. So what, uh, what is, I guess, the strength of your team that matches up well against Manitoba? Um, I think it's, I think it's because we play four guards out. They kind of go big, so we we have a little bit more speed than them. Uh, I think that's the only advantage we have towards them because they're a pretty good team. They have some um, weapons. But so do we. So I guess it's, you know, it's a make or miss game. So it's, it's whoever's on that day, you know. And hopefully we are on, plus we had that intensity too. So you're from Baltimore. How are you liking the winter here? Uh, <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, I dress pretty warm. Like, I don't leave it up to chance. I see a lot of people, they might have one jacket on. You know, I'm wearing two, three jackets. I got long johns. I'm I, I prepare for the winter, and I wear all my boots all all the time. So I don't know. I it's not for me, but you know, I I, I take it whatever it is. I guess you're probably not spending that much time outside. No, no, no. It's walk the class, walk home, walk the wherever I gotta go, and it's quick. I don't really, you know, it's because I don't know nobody out here as well. So. I'm always inside somewhere. So that's Thursday night, 7 o'clock at the Duckworth Center, University of Winnipeg. And this sports show is brought to you by 80 Grit Sandpaper. Whether you need to smooth surfaces or remove small imperfections or take a weak swipe at a radio host voice, 80 Grit Sandpaper is there for you, Dean. I'm just kidding. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts yet.